On today's show, we're talking NBA draft again with Cody from the draft dummies on players like Sharif Cooper, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Part two of our NBA draft discussion with Cody Wright of the Draft Dummies is coming up and that show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. So let's bring the man back in for today's show. And that is Cody from the Draft Dummies. Cody, welcome back. Thanks for having me back on, Josh. Really excited to talk some more hoops. Let's get straight into it. And let's talk about the first player that we are going to discuss today. And that is Sharif Cooper from Auburn. He is 20 years of age. I've got him listed at 6'1". I know that people are going to say, well, he listed at 6'4 at the Combine. That is bullshit. There is no way in the world... That he is six four. Let's just start with that. There's no way he's six foot four. No, not at all. They have a couple mix ups like this. It seems like every year. I remember uh, back in 2018, they mixed up Wendell Carter and Javon Carter, and so those measurements were throwing everyone for a loop too. Or when they did the uh, the Pat Connaughton like 50 inch vertical, or whatever yeah. it was, they did then. Um, yeah. So Sharif Cooper's not six foot. He's probably closer to five eleven than he is six foot four. So don't get fooled to say that. Oh, look at that. He's, if he is six foot four, he's going to get drafted a lot higher because he did a lot for Auburn. Twenty points per game, over eight assists, um, thirty two usage. Now the efficiency numbers aren't particularly good, and in large part that's because he was carrying such a large role. We haven't really seen a player who's had this much of an offensive load in in a while. Maybe maybe Trey Young back when he was uh, playing for Oklahoma, but a, a usage of 32%, an assist rate of, what was his, a 47% assist rate. He was doing absolutely everything on the offensive end. So I think we can forgive some of these efficiency concerns. The 23% shooting from three is not something I'm going to forgive, but he got to the line an astonishing 8.6 times per game, hit them at 83%. So let's start with the big elephant in the room. Is there any hope for him to be a consistent shooter, an average shooter? Is it just the load that caused this problem, or is he just a bad shooter? You know, I hope that he can at least become a respectable shooter. If he figures out the shooting, you're talking about a Trey Young type player, a guy that is just a magician with the ball at beating his defender and creating for others. You know, Chris Paul wasn't, you know, this bad of a shooter at the same age, but he improved so much during his time in the NBA. Uh, You look to that free throw percentage and you just cross your fingers and hope that he can figure it out. He's got a little bit of a a lean. He leans back a little bit on his jumper, and that makes it kind of tough to shoot off the dribble. It doesn't look very comfortable. Uh, So he'll he'll have to work on it a lot, but if he gets with the right shooting coaches and something seems to clip or click, then then look out because Sharif Cooper has – you know the other parts of this game offensively. Yeah, look, is there is there a more fun player than than Sharif Cooper in this draft? 
Not for me. The most fun I've had in this draft process is watching Sharif Cooper and then watching Cam Thomas defensive tape because it's so bad. I, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but other than that, Sharif Cooper is is the most fun I've had. Uh, he is just, like I said, an absolute magician with the ball. So what's his, you know, we know the free throw rate is huge. We know him hitting the free throws is huge. You know, does he have that athleticism to be someone that can draw fouls at that high of a level in the NBA? Very much the same way that Trey Young does. Does he have those tricks? Does he have that explosion to get to the rim to draw those free throws? Um, and all he needs to do is become like a 32, 33% three-point shooter to create that threat where he can get those lanes. But does he have that pop? Yeah, absolutely. He's got the best handle in the class, in my opinion. Uh, he can go left or right. He's got plenty of, of moves in his bag, and he's such a high IQ basketball player. There's no question in my mind he'll be able to take advantage of the rules like we see the Trey Youngs do. And the NBA has talked about cracking down on that, but I'll kind of believe that when I see it. I still think these these guys are going to be able to take advantage of the rules, which I don't blame them. And also the refs are just doing their job, but but Cooper is savvy and smart enough where he'll be able to get to the line at will in the NBA. So when we look at yeah his game and we look at the size and go, okay, that, that's the concern, what happens with him defensively? Yeah, so I really like him uh, when he's engaged. He moves really well laterally and he'll beat, you know, on ball, he'll beat guys to the spot, get his chest, uh, get low, take contact. So it's just a matter of, you know, how hard he's going to try. I like these young players when they really idolize the Chris Pauls, uh, Clay Thompson, guys that really buy in defensively just as much on the offensive end. If he does, I don't see him being too too big of an issue there. We've seen guys his size be positives on that end if they if they're able to move quick enough and they have the defensive IQ, which he does, it's just going to be a matter of doing it. So in my mock draft a few days ago, I had him outside the lottery. Um, I am reconsidering that at this point, just again, because if that shooting hits, that offensive ability and offensive playmaking and foul drawing is a huge skill. A guy we talked about on yesterday's show, Davion Mitchell, you know, where would where would you have Cooper and Mitchell? Who, who do you have higher? Is Cooper a top 10 player to you? Like, where do you sort of see him in the draft? So right now, I actually have Cooper a little bit higher, but those two have been kind of back and forth on my board. The reason being that it's such an offensive-driven league at this point, and Cooper's ability to beat his man and contort the defense, make someone else step up, is second to none in this class. And so he'll have to make defenses uh he'll have to punish them by if if they're going to give him either a floater or a shot to the rim or a pull-up jumper he's going to have to be good enough to score consistently to keep them honest and i think he can figure that out uh he's just such a talented kid so right now i have cooper ahead of mitchell um i have him higher than most people do i have him 10 to 14 range generally guys Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all of that action at Bet Online and get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball and all of your UFC action over at Bet Online. Before that next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. If you use our promo code Locked On when you head to that website and sign up today, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. All right, so let's now move from Sharif Cooper 
of Auburn to his teammate, JT Thor of Auburn. Um, Thor is a 6'10 forward. He's only 18. Um, the numbers don't necessarily stand out. 9.4 points, five boards. The 1.4 blocks definitely do, and the subpar shooting is a little bit of a concern. But Thor, as a raw, raw big man, I would say, six foot ten guy. Look, what what sort of player are we talking about here with uh, with JT? So JT Thor is one of the major projects of the draft. But if you're willing to be patient with him. Uh, he's got such great upside for the modern NBA. Being 6'10", he shot around 29% from three this year, I believe. But it's kind of one of those things, uh, shooting projection. Sometimes you know it when you see it. And the feeling around draft Twitter and, and the executives is that he's going to be able to shoot it at the NBA level, which I think he will in, in due time. And then he's just super mobile for his size. He'll be a guy that can play the perimeter, hopefully have some really good switchability. Uh, he's he's very athletic. Um, so yeah, he he's certainly though a pick. Can't emphasize this enough. That is is a project. It'll be years down the line before he's able to make a positive impact. It, to me, he screams thunder. Yeah, just to have no pressure to develop. Um, yeah, a situation where they can take that flyer with so many picks and, and see what he can turn into. You know, in terms of um, yeah, his ability, is he a better offensive prospect or a defensive prospect? You know, I, I would say it's a little bit a combination. Uh, I kind of like him more defensively, but what's intriguing about him and what he brings defensively is if on the other end, if he's your five, he's able to – stretch the floor and knock down open threes and also be a lob threat. So I'd say it's kind of a combination with him and just being that, that modern big man that everyone is looking for. So he shot, yeah, the 29.7% from three, but you know, pretty solid from the free throw line, 74%. So a, as you mentioned, there is some hope that he can develop into a solid NBA uh, solid NBA shooter. What's, what's the, if people are looking at him as a player, like who's the sort of player that, that he would remind you of? Uh, just thinking back to last year's class, there's a little bit of Jalen Smith, but he's much more mobile. And that's a pretty lazy uh, comparison, but just that they could potentially be a modern five that keeps defenses honest on the offensive end with being able to catch and shoot and not, not just like a simple set shot. I should say that they can catch a pass and go up with it. They have very quick releases that look really good and uh, we'll be able to knock down NBA uh, level three. So, And then defensively, he's a little more mobile than Jalen Smith is on the perimeter, uh, especially at the same same age, but someone that could give you some rim protection and some length and then also be able to guard on the perimeter at an okay level. That's an interesting comparison. I was going to perhaps suggest from last year's draft class a Jaden McDaniels type. Um, is there any any relevance in that? Yeah, I like that definitely with the frame and the size. I'd say at the same age, McDaniels was a little more skilled offensively, uh, can put the ball on the deck a little more and, and create for himself a little bit more. JT Thor is really raw in that area, uh, unless it's one dribble headed straight line to the rim. Uh, he's got a lot to work on as far as just... 
Well, let's now move on to another uh, another big man uh, that we're going to talk about here, and that is Kentucky big man, Isaiah Jackson. Now, he's listed some places as a power forward. He's probably more of a center. He's six foot ten. He's 19 years of age. He blocked 2.6 shots per game. No uh, three-point shooting ability there. Didn't hit the threes, assists low, but just a, a big man who you know, rebounds, blocks some shots, decent efficiency player. Is there is there any hope for him to have any sort semblance of an outside shot at this point? Yeah, um, that's kind of the question with him. It's not it's not horrible. The seventy percent from the free throw line is encouraging, but it certainly wouldn't be anytime soon for me. So I would lo- I would take him for all the other reasons, not necessarily banking on him becoming a consistent three point shooter. So what what's that major reason? Is it the energy, the rim running, the rim protection? Like what what's the what's his number one calling card as a as a basketball skill at this point? Yeah, for me, it's the rim protection uh, and just the high motor. I kind of have a weakness for guys that just get after it. If you watch Isaiah Jackson on Kentucky last year, uh, immediately you can tell that the eye test meets the on-off numbers. They're a different team when he was out there making stuff happen. And when you look at you know the on-off numbers, that that was true last year. They were much better. He was their most impactful player, so much better with him on the floor. But the motor and the the rim protection. I believe he was around eleven over eleven percent block rate and uses both hands at the rim, super active, never quits on plays, great timing. And so I kind of look at him as sort of a, a taller Kenneth for Reed with, you know, actual like defensive upside. His block rate was actually 12.7%. So yeah, 12.7, wow. Astonishingly high there in terms of what that level was. Um, is he a starting caliber big man in a, in the realm of like an if it's a Zubats starting caliber center or a you know, 30 plus minute a night starting center? You know, I think, I think he can get there uh, right now early in his career. I mean, I could see him starting on a bad team, but I would say by the time he's in his mid twenties, I see him as a starter, a guy that knows his role and is going to star in it. He's going to protect the rim uh, really well. He's pretty mobile, so he's not going to be a complete liability out on the perimeter and then he's going to catch and finish offensively. He's going to be that vertical spacer, that lob threat. Um, and, you know, if some of the other parts of his game come around, the decision-making out of the short rolls, the passing, uh, I think he he's going to be a longtime NBA player. So let's talk about him in comparison to a couple of other you know, mid to late first-round picks from last season, Isaiah Stewart and Precious Achua. Where does he where does he sit in regard to those guys as prospects in your opinion? So in my opinion, as prospects, he's by far and away the best defensively. Uh, I will say Isaiah Stewart did a really good job defensively for Detroit this year, just being really heady and really tough. And that's not something I anticipated from him out of year one, but Isaiah Jackson is definitely, you know, a much different frame in that uh, he's a lot skinnier. Those two uh, are pretty thick and pretty tough uh, in in the post. But uh, I would say defensively, as prospect, he's by far and away much better than those. Cody, do you ever do you ever try to fix your own car? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Well, if you are like Cody and you like to fix your own car. 
Rock Auto is the place that you need to go. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, the next player for us to look at here is someone coming from the G League Ignite team. He is a weird weird player. Uh, Dacian Nix, the point guard, I guess, player? He's 19 years of age. He averaged almost nine points. He's 6'5 as a guard. He shot... Pretty poorly, a true shooting of forty-eight percent, nineteen percent usage. I don't know how do you how do you sum up Dacian Nix? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of with you where he's kind of a weird prospect. I would have liked to see him uh, in college instead of behind Green and Kaminga and Jarrett Jack and the other guys there. But um, he he does a little bit of everything. Like you can see there, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, but doesn't do any one thing super well. And, you know, the biggest talk around him is just being in better shape to to perform out there against NBA athletes. So he, he's a guy that, that can get into the paint. And I've got a stat here that he uh, didn't have a single assisted made field goal inside the paint. So he's basically just any shot that he's taking in there, he's getting in there himself. But the overall shooting and the jumper is uh, is pretty poor. Yeah, hitting forty-eight percent true shooting is rough. He was seventy-one percent from the line, so there is, again, some hope that he's able to improve that. But those impressive rebound and assist numbers are, are interesting. Has he got any upside to you to be a starting caliber NBA guard? No, I would take a lot of other players in this year's class before I take him. And I mean, I'll say though, like I hope he proves me wrong. But just at this point, I just think there's guys uh, with more upside. Yeah, I didn't have him in my first round mock a couple of days ago. He's just, those numbers are sort of appealing, but not, yeah, just watching him and the lack of shooting and uh, the the conditioning stuff as well, I think he is, a, is a real concern. Of course, that can all be improved upon, but you would hope in a professional environment where he was this year, he would have improved upon it this year. And unfortunately, that just that just didn't happen for Nick. So what's he best suited to? Like a 20-minute combo guard role off the bench? Is he a guy that you worry may you wash out of the NBA in two, three years? Like what's What do you sort of hope for him best case scenario? As far as what I can tell with Knicks, I would say at this point, best case scenario is a limited role off the bench. Again, a lot can change. These, these kids are 19 years old and he could really turn things around and make me eat my words. And I would love that. But at this point, best case scenario, I would, I would say some limited role off the bench. I, I just don't think he does anything well enough to warrant playing time at the NBA level. Well, there you have it. Let's talk about the next guy, a big man this time, and we are headed to Western Kentucky. Charles Bassey played three years for Western Kentucky, and the numbers are pretty consistent across all years. He averaged, um, if I bring those numbers up on the screen, he averaged 17.6 points, 
almost 12 rebounds. He blocked over three shots per game. He had a 59% um, field goals. His three-point numbers across his career have been all over the place, 45% as a freshman, 17 in 10 games as a sophomore, and then 31% this year, but consistently in the mid to high 70s from the free throw line. So you know, good rebound numbers, great rim protection, block numbers, solid scoring. The shooting, I think, has got some room there to do some things. Um, but what, what is he looking like? How do how worried are we about his injury? How worried are we about his... Yeah, the rim protection is good, but as a defender, is he someone that we have concerns about? Like, is Bassie a draftable player? I'll start with that. Yes, I think so. And I'm a little bit higher on him, and I get the injury concern too. But if he is healthy, I'd absolutely a draftable player. He's someone I really love in this year's class. So what is it that you like the most about him? Is it is it the ability to be that big rebounding, rim protecting, efficiency guy with maybe an ability to shoot? Yeah, absolutely. It's the production from him. He moves really well for his size. Uh, runs the floor. He had 70 dunks this last year, only behind Kofi Coburn of Illinois, who played three more games. But Bassey's going to be a lob threat. He He's going to be a guy that can seal his man consistently and, and get easy layups. Um, he's not someone I would draft to put at, you know, the center of an offensive scheme at all. But uh, like you said, the the rim protection too, he had a great block rate as well. He, his was 11.5, 7.3 standing reach or 7.3 wingspan at the combine uh, last week. So yeah, I really like his upside. And like you said, uh, the 31% from three this year, He's kind of got more of a set shot, but that's all he'll need. And I think if he continues to work on it, he'll he'll be able to at least, you know, kiss. So we talked about Isaiah Jackson prior, or yeah, 10 minutes ago. Where is Bassey in comparison to Jackson? So I have Jackson a little ahead of Bassey, being a little bit younger and then without, you know, the injury history. But I'll say Bassey has just as much, if not more upside, being that he's Got a little bit of a softer touch on the inside, and I believe in his his jump shooting a lot more. And the thing with Bassey to remember, too, is this guy was like the ninth-ranked recruit in his class. I mean, he has the talent. Ended up choosing Western Kentucky and then uh, thought he was going to come out after his freshman year, went back for sophomore, and then had the injury. So, But the talent level is there and the size as well. Yeah, that, that's true. Like the production's unquestioned and yeah, some really interesting things. And if you can develop into a reliable three-point shooter, which he's shown flashes of, that is a real you know, potential game changer for him. So I do agree that he is a, a draftable guy. Let's um, talk about the last guy that we're going to talk about now. And that is another big man, Dayron Sharp from UNC, uh, another you know, center power forward type prospect. He only averaged nine and a half points per game with eight rebounds. Didn't particularly block a huge amount of shots under one per game. Terrible from the free throw line. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as excited about him as a prospect. He is still uh, young. He's, he's 19, turns 20 in November. He, to me, doesn't really have hope as any sort of, of a shooter. What do you see with Sharp? Is he, out of these three centers that we've spoken about, is he, he the worst of that group? Yeah, I'd say he's consider, considerably lower uh, on my draft board than than Bassey and Isaiah Jackson. Uh, I really like him as as a person, as a, as a player. He led the country in offensive rebound percentage. He's got a great motor. And his most uh, fascinating skill is just he's a pretty heady passer in the half court, which is fun. But 
other than that, he doesn't do much of what you need your big to do in the NBA. You need that rim protection or switchability or ability to shoot the three. And uh, he he just isn't that type of prospect for me. So if I kind of have him as a second round grade and if a team wants to to take him and, and develop him, then that's great. But I don't see an impact at the NBA level for some time. So I I think there's no real hope for him to develop any sort of a shot outside of the paint, almost like a DeAndre Jordan style of player. Do you, do you have any any change in that? What's his touch like? Do you think there is any hope that he can develop any sort of semblance of a jumper? I wouldn't think so. I would be with you where, yeah, I just don't think that's going to be in his calling card. I don't think the, the coordination is there for that. What do you make of him defensively? Like the, the block numbers are, you know, really low like is he a, a guy that can hold up at all defensively can he protect the rim because those numbers are pretty yuck five percent block percentage is uh, is pretty low yeah no i don't see it not at the nba level i mean he he actually on the tape showed some instances where he got beat and he's recovered on some guys and had some impressive blocks but overall uh he just doesn't give you the rim protection you need doesn't move quite well enough to be that elite rim protector and I mean, it like you said, it showed up in in the block rate, even in limited minutes. Uh, it just wasn't there, and I mean, you're that's a major uphill battle at that point if you can't protect the rim and you can't shoot. Yeah, it, absolutely. Both of those things are huge concerns for Dayron Sharp. So that does it. Another another six NBA draft prospects covered on today's show. Cody, tell everybody about the Locked On NBA Draft podcast, about the Twitter handle, and where people can find you and, and see more stuff about the draft. Yeah, so be sure to follow me and my co-host, Sam Ferris. Uh, We are on Twitter at Draft Dummies. Uh, We do a great job of providing some content there. Sam does most of that work. He is the real MVP of that account. And then be sure to listen to us on the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. We also have the other shows. The other guys on the different days are doing a great job providing draft coverage as well sam and i are on wednesdays so we got a great thing going over there be sure to give us a listen yeah and uh obviously you've heard Raphael, you've heard sam on the show we're going to have richard coming on as well in the next couple of days from the locked on nba draft uh, podcast to talk about draft prospects that'll do it for us today don't forget to follow this podcast as well as locked on nba draft on apple podcast google podcast stitcher spotify and on the odyssey app but if you are watching on youtube give me a thumb up ring my bell Subscribe, share, comment, all of those things. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.